In this episode of the Encourage and Inspire podcast, I'm joined by singer, songwriter, dancer, and choreographer, my friend Ashley. This is actually episode number 82. In the recording, it says 81, but this is episode number 82, so I want to make sure you guys know that. But this is a great episode, man. Ashley and I go back about 10 years. We met in an organization called Rodney Sessions of America in Atlanta, Georgia, and I've just followed her ever since then. Um, she's a really, really awesome person, really gifted and talented and as far as a, a singer, songwriter, and a dancer, choreographer. So it was just so cool to get to get a chance to chop it up with her and let her tell her story and what she has going on. Um, it was cool we got a chance to talk about, you know, kind of her stage, why she got her stage name with three Ys as well as we talked about her passion for women's empowerment, as well as her new album, um, New Home, and what that was all about. And the the praise that she got uh, from uh, Candy Burris about how great of a performer she is. But overall, man, Ashley's just a great person, great individual, and amazingly talented. So I'm so glad she had a chance to chop it up with me on the pod. I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Encourage and Inspire podcast. This is episode number 81, and I've got a very, very special guest with me today, a friend of mine. We go way, way back, about 10 years, my friend, Ashley, with three wives. (laughs) Three wives, you know, we've been connected probably since 2014 in the writing session days. Uh yeah, that's how you know that's how far we go back a long time. And so it's just it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast and and, and uh thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're you're absolutely my first one in, uh in a minute. Yeah, since the album every day. I'm like, oh, this perfect time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I listen to the album, by the way. It's a good album. Definitely listen to the album. You. you know, it's a good project for sure. 
Um, I always like to ask, um, so what's your earliest memories of music? What do you remember? What kind of made you fall in love with music and knowing you wanted to? And I know you do. Obviously, if you don't know, you know you're obviously a dancer, you're triple threat singer, songwriter, all that type of thing. So what kind of what kind of made you fall in love with uh, music? I grew up watching The Box. Okay. <laughs> you remember that? Mm -hmm. yep, yeah, that, yeah. that was I like where I fell in love with like music videos and just like finding my favorite artists, um, learning how to like dance and sing in my room. And then like my older sister, she would play um, you know, music in the car. And so whatever, basically whatever she was listening to, those artists became like my favorite. So I think, but I think music videos. And then finally, like getting a taste of like whatever CDs were available to me in the house, reading the credits and like the you know the thank yous and stuff, just just being inspired by like, like the artists themselves. I think a mix of those. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. Look, music is something that we cannot live without it. It's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible to live without music. Absolutely. So so what's so so give me the origin behind the three wives behind Ashley. <laughs> um, I know what it is, but to people that don't know, you know. So the three wives stands for triple threat. Um, I originally was in a girl group, and all three of our names are Ashley, like the regular spelling A S H L E Y. And so we were coming up with names, and at the time, nobody knew what we looked like yet. We had just put like a, some music out, and we was like, we is like. It's my manager. It's like, I don't, I don't want anybody to know see any visuals yet. Let's just put the song out and you know, see. And so we're, I'm like, well, let's just our name should just be Ashley. And then we spell it with three Y's. The three Y's signifies that it's three of us, but also, you know, triple threat. And then also like we all are great at different things. So oh, group, so, oh, oh, I did not know that part. Okay. Okay. Yeah. When the group split, I'm like, I'm gonna just keep my name because I'm still a triple threat. And so that's how we had to basically rebrand it once the group left. And so, yeah. so you see that like the next album after the three girls, you see three people on the CD, but it's me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, man, groups are tough. Groups, groups are hard to do, you know, and, and everybody got to be on the same vision, same page. And that's and then you have three girls and, and being a female in this business is very, it's already expensive to be in this game anyway, but then when you have, women and you're a woman it's expensive you know it is very 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 expensive <laughs> it's very very expensive so groups are very expensive but um it's it's tough to do the whole group thing you know a lot of times <laughs> say it again it was short-lived it was only like six months yeah I'm like dang <laughs> so did ed put the group together or was that was that how he found you yeah well i'd already known ed Okay. But he didn't know I sang until he saw a video of me. But he had already been working with one of the Ashleys. And then he okay. knew of another Ashley um, in Chicago. And so we all met basically through him. And he put, yeah, brought us all together. It was somebody else at first. She didn't work out. And then he brought on another Ashley. So, okay. So, when, when was, so what year was this? So, this is what, this is about what, 2010, 11, probably 2011, maybe. Okay. 10 or okay. 11. That's so you, quick. So you that's so you were living in Atlanta at the time? No, this was back in Wisconsin. I was in Milwaukee. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, interesting, interesting. I just graduated, and so it wasn't not even like a till a year after, and then that happened, and then like six months into it, 
we put the project out and then like I left like the next year to Atlanta. So Oh, okay. I see. Okay. So you're still working. Okay. So y'all were, were all y'all based in Wisconsin or you guys, you guys were based different places? So Ed, me and another Ashley, we were all in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. It was okay. One Ashley in Chicago and Ed's from Chicago. So that's how, I think that's how he already knew her. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Wisconsin. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Man. Yeah. Wow. You know, that was, a, that was a different time in the industry, man. That was just a different time. And even back then, you were still kind of chasing a record deal, kind of the low, you know, and kind of get signed to a label and all the type of deal. Now, we, ne we never, would never encourage that now as, as the end-all, be-all. But that was a different time. That was, th This industry has cycles, right? And it's, it's yeah. always changing. And so what worked five months ago and six months from now may not work. And that's the thing about, there's some fundamental principles, I think, that will always work. But the industry, if you're chasing, the industry always changes. The industry's always, but again, like I said, you don't need the music industry. I would say this to people. You don't need the music industry to be successful in the music business as long as you understand the business of music. And it, mm -hmm. it sounds crazy, but it's true, right? Because you got to think about it. So the end, if you break down what the, those three things are, right? The, the music industry is record labels, radio stations, even though radio stations are really in the advertising business, but usually music, music you know, labels, um, influences, people like that. That's the industry, right? Uh, the music business is commerce is just sales. Like understanding how what your product is, selling your product direct to consumer, that type of deal. That's the music business. And then the business of music is intellectual property and copyrights. And so mm -hmm. the majority of the major money made from music is in intellectual property and understanding publishing copyrights. So when you understand that world, then you also realize you don't have to have, you don't have to be a major player in the game to understand the power of copyright and understand what that means, right? So most people, most artists today don't even understand basic copyright law. For instance, they don't understand that as soon as you, as soon as you record a song and you own the master of that song, meaning you own it, that's your copyright. You don't have to, when, yeah. you re when you're registering it, all you're doing is you're registering it against infringement of that copyright. But people don't understand, no, that's your copyright. So if somebody, quote unquote, steals your record or whatever happens, as long as it's properly registered, they got to come see you because you did yeah. what you're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of this comes down to understanding how the business of it works and and, and immerse. Because most creatives, let's be honest, they don't want to be in seminars learning. Education is where people don't want, they just want to go on stage. And I get that. But mm -hmm. in this business, you have to be willing to learn and educate yourself because that's how you get screwed over in this game because people don't care. People just don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't care. And if they know that you're green, if they know that you are, you that that you just don't care and all you want to do is, is sing or whatever you want to do, they take full advantage of that. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So it's really, really important to get your business right, understand your business and, know what that is and understand your brand and all the type of deal because that's that's the era we're in now you know um yeah yeah for sure for sure um so you've done over 150 live performances wow, wow that's, that's a lot of shows 
doing, <laughs> a, lot of, doing a lot of shows. Is that your favorite? The stage is probably your favorite place, I'm sure. It is. I started keeping track uh, my years ago, and I was like, I'm going to make a list. <laughs> 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 and now it's way more. I just count the, I count the Ashley shows. I don't count the, the wedding gigs that I do. So. Right. No, but let me tell you something. It's interesting you say that. <laughs> Because I was just having a conversation with one of the artists I mentor, and I was telling her, all right, so she works a day job. Don't get me wrong. Working a day job is fine. But mm-hmm. you don't, let's say you get hired to do corporate shows. You do corporate gigs, you're saying covers. But you get a chance to do music full time. To me, that's still a win because you're doing, because people people call it, get caught up. I'm not a cover artist. I don't want to yeah. say people. So I get that. But. If someone's going to pay you 250 bucks to sing for two and a half hours of a cover song, then you can mix in your original songs too. We're not saying you can't. If you look at the math on that, that's like $62 an hour. Yeah. That's based off that's 20. That's a one night worth. That's for one night worth of work. To go sing a few no. songs. Like <laughs> that's a win. I'm like, I had to tell a friend yeah. of mine last night, I said, I don't want to be known for that. You're you're killing my dream. I said, it's not about killing your dream. It's about understanding if you have a gift, you need to be able to maximize that gift as well as you possibly can. If that means you got to go sing some cover songs, and here's the thing too, you don't have to sing the covers exactly Mm -hmm. like the song. You can still make it your own. Yes. So a lot of artists, you know, again, I used to be that guy, oh, never do cover, never, but if it gives you an opportunity to go sing at bars or whatever, weddings or corporate stuff, and they're going to pay you a couple thousand dollars to go sing some songs and sing with a band and sing with a corporate band and get some money. And now you can go back and reinvest that back into your career. And now you're essentially doing music full time. To me, that's a win. That's the goal. Like, because I, I used to do like that, too. When I first moved to Atlanta, I'm, I'm like, no, I don't. I don't want to, because somebody asked me about it. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to do covers. And I, I would hear negative things from people, like when I would go to conferences and stuff about the whole cover artist thing and how it's hard to break out of that. And then, you know, when it's time for you to just focus on your artistry. So I just like kind of, oh, whatever. Yeah. And then I joined, like, I'm, I've been doing it for about maybe five, six years now. Mm-hmm. I'm open to subbing for other people. Send, let me know, because I'll do it. Like, and so... And my goal, I was like, I'm, I want to be a well-rounded performer. I want to learn how to sing with a band. I want to learn how to harmonize with other vocalists. So I'm just getting better at my craft. Like, right, right, right. That, that's my so-called practice to me. Like, yeah. I mean, you treat every performance like a like a real performance, right? Because it is. But like, yeah. you're like, you're, you're just sharpening your skills every night. You're in front of a different crowd. And then really, you ain't got to post this. So don't nobody even got to know that you're doing exactly, it. Exactly. You don't want to be known as a cover singer. You don't, have don't to post, post you, you don't have to post none of that. But it gives no. you, it get, it allows you to sing full time. Yeah. You know, again, like I said, if someone's going to pay you five, $600 a week to sing for two nights a week, and they're going to pay you two, $250 a night in your pocket. Yeah. A week. That's yeah. full, that's people people's full time incomes. That's what I want. I'm I'm hoping I'm like if I could just get at least one gig a week. Well, I'd be good. We'll, I don't we'll, have to work a side we'll talk, job. Like, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about. We'll talk about that off. We'll talk about that off the podcast. I got. 
I could I could I could possibly help with that too. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> so it is actually it's possible. It's possible because believe it or not, there, there's people out there that will book you. They have and they have money in place. So they already have money in place. And I think that's I think like you said, because it's it's one of those things where it used to be frowned upon, but these days be see and it goes back to what I was saying before. You don't have to be in Atlanta. You don't have to be in the big industry cities. You just got to do what you got to do. So if that means, if you get an opportunity, if someone wants to pay you money to see some cover songs and, you know, and do those type of things like that, why not freaking do it? Because you're not losing. Yeah. <laughs> you're not losing. I've learned so much doing it. And I'm my vocals have gotten better. They've gotten stronger. And I've actually learned that, oh, like my voice is fitting for this genre or like I just add all of that to my my catalog of stuff that I can do mm -hmm. on my own platform. So, and, like, it's and, a, yeah, it's and, and, and it's possible. So it's definitely, definitely possible to, 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 to be done for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. So talk to me about what's one of your most memorable performances that you've done you know, that you can remember that, or maybe that was challenging for you, but stands out that you're like, wow, that was, that was interesting, but I, I learned a lot from it. You know what? I would say, like, one of my, like, my favorite ones was, I, I was here in Atlanta, but I went back, I was asked to perform at the Juneteenth Festival back home in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. And that was so exciting for me, but so I have I got I brought all the dancers from Milwaukee out that mm -hmm. I used to dance with. I had mm -hmm. some of the feature artists, the the rappers who was on my music come out, and I had like I think I had like a thirty minute set or something crazy, and like what? but it was like one of the biggest crowds I'd ever performed in front of, and it was just it was nice because it was home. But let me tell you, I don't know if I got sick or like my voice. <laughs> I don't know how I sounded. I'm just like. I think it was just like the traveling. I had to meet up with dancers to rehearse and I'm like running myself ragged like this whole weekend that I'm here trying to get the show together. And it's like, I never took a moment to like chill out and relax and to make sure I was straight for the stage. Cause I think when I got on stage, the vocals were <laughs> a little shaky, like on certain songs. I'm like, let's not go for that note. Cause you sound, you already sound crazy. So I always say, aside from the fact that I didn't sound perfect, that was like the most exciting show for me ever. Like I killed it just based off of like the crowd's energy and my personality and like owning the stage. It just was a matter of like, Look, you can't you can't run yourself ragged when you go back home. You gotta like stay focused. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's so much to do. And I've had the pleasure of seeing you perform a few different times over the years. And you kind of bring it back old school, like, uh, how you just do your shows and of course you're recording of course you're like I just remember like you pay you put thought to your performances you just don't get yes. up on the stage and just perform like you're just like my 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 sis chatty boom she lives out in Atlanta now. but you guys remind me of she does a different style of music than you do but the fact that you guys like she does costume changes like all these kind of oh, things yes. like you know things you don't do now people don't do that on the stage anymore but like you know like you know, but that's why that's what reminds me. You remind me of that kind of old school, old industry, really experience of like a performance. Even if it's ten minutes, you gonna give a, you gonna give a ten minute memorable thing. You gonna change it up. Yeah. You gonna switch it up. You know, and that's cool. I think that's really really cool. Thank you. You know, that's really that's that's really really cool for sure, for sure. Um, so obviously, 
you do singing, you do dancing, you know, uh, songwriting. So how do you kind of manage those three special gifts that you have? Like, uh, how do you, uh, you're a triple threat, obviously, we, we said that already, but how do you kind of manage how how you kind of go through that? Like, what's your songwriting process you really like? I think it kind of goes in like phases. It just depends on where I am in life. I out, I actually don't write as often as, as I probably should. It, okay. When it's time to write, it comes back, and I just okay. Um, but I, I, I honestly don't don't write as often. It's like if I'm preparing for an album release or something, or I'm performing, like that's where my focus is is like singing and dancing every day. But when it comes to songwriting, when when I get new music and like I'm inspired by something I hear, then I'll take the time and I'll sit down. I'm usually just at home by myself and I'm writing or I'm in the car driving, I got the beat on repeat and I'm figuring out while I'm driving. Or if I'm if I'm at like I'm in retail and I'm working, I got my head my <laughs> earbuds in and I'm like, yeah, I like that's so that's kinda I kinda like just find the time to write until I can like sit down and then like work it out. For sure. For sure. I love that. I love that. But I do I, I do way more dancing and singing than I do writing. <laughs> yeah, um, that's interesting. So you, you kind of, <laughs> so you got to really just go off and sign the writing. So you're really more, you spend a lot more time dancing. Let it follow that. I spend a lot of time working on my live performance. Yeah, <laughs> singing. yeah. I got you. And then dance is also like my my cardio. That's that's also like how sure. I exercise. I don't really go to the gym. So. You don't need to, you don't need to. And let me say, I, I can I watch. You know, like I said, we don't talk every day, but I'm always I've always kept up with you. Always know what you have going on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and stuff that you post, and you know, it's, I'm so I'm so proud of the stuff you're doing. You know. And, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, so talk to me about, you know, women's empowerment, something you're passionate about. We're going to shift for a second. So talk to me about, you know, your advocate about women's empowerment and how does this kind of influence what you do as far as your music and your performances? Man, I feel like, like when I first moved to Atlanta, I was, I'm on this, this bubbly young lady and I'm like, oh, oh. it's going to be like this. Da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and what was your experience? What was your experiences? Like when you first moved to the A, cause I'm pretty sure you're like, okay. Cause right, again, back at that time, I had to come to Atlanta cause Atlanta's where you make it. Atlanta's where you, yeah. especially, especially, especially with black music, you know? And that was the case for that was the case for a long time. It's just recently has changed because of the internet, because of social mm -hmm. media. But for a long time, that's what yeah. it was. Because this is where, especially as a performer, as an artist, where the labels had off a lot of the major labels had offices here especially for urban music. So if you're doing black music, that's where you would come. That's that's naturally mm -hmm. an extension of like, you know, especially back then, you're like, I'm not gonna do it here in Milwaukee. I'm not saying you can't do Great thing because I'm from Milwaukee. Rico Love is from Milwaukee. You yes. know, Tank is from Milwaukee. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So me and Tank, me and Tank, Tank, me and Tank have a you know, obviously his his birthday is Darrell, so Darrell and Darrell was pretty cool. Uh shout out to Tank. But I mean, you know, 
at those times you you had you couldn't you really couldn't be feel like you could because there was no industry in those places. Now, there's always places to perform because there's always going to be there. People need entertainment. But as far as like industry and, and, and coming in for an industry, like yeah, it made sense to leave and come to the A. So you come you come to Atlanta. And so what was your first kind of initial experiences coming to Atlanta? It was cool starting out because I didn't I didn't really have anything to really compare it to, honestly. Hey. I graduated from college and then started singing and then moved a year later. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I didn't really I didn't really know the music scene in Milwaukee, honestly. I did R and B live a couple of times and hit it. <laughs> okay, okay. And did wait, didn't you dance for the Bucks? I did. Okay. How yeah. was how so how was that? It was exhilarating. It I we did the I did the uh, lockout season. Okay. Um, so we started the season kind of late, but um it, it was more than I expected it to be. I thought it was corny at first to be like a you know, a dance team, you know, that but it was fitting for me. <laughs> I learned a lot and it keeps you like on your toes. Like you you yeah. just gotta stay on it when you're on that court because you gotta know what the routine is for a 15 second timeout, 60 second timeout, halftime show. Oh, you gotta go give pizza to the crowd, or you gotta throw shirts. So you just you you always gotta just stay alert and then also sit pretty. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah, it, was yeah, yeah. So it was cool though. Cool. That's what's up. So you come to so you come to Atlanta, and you know, and so you so what was like the oh shit I'm here like what was kind of like oh okay this is this is what it is. Atlanta was nice first off because it's hot and I like the weather, but like yeah. when I here like we just did we did open mics like every week like that was yeah. my schedule and it felt like I was on my own mini tour I just wasn't getting paid <laughs> but okay. I will say that was good for me because it got me in front of a lot of different people and that was how I learned how to perform like I would just be at random places and people would ask me to come back to their venue and then I added on dancers and I would just do dance auditions and stuff and I would meet people that way so I felt like it was a good place for me to be. Um, but then it got to a point where like, okay, girl, you're going to have to add a, get a job. <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting paid for this stuff. So then it became a thing where, okay, let's pause on the performances. Let's start creating uh, new music so that you'll have a product to push. And just life set in. And then I got older and it was just like, having to like figure out what I want now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure, for sure. I, I get that. And, we'll, and, and we'll... so I guess with like mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, with no with just with like women's empowerment, I think just like my life experiences, like I haven't been to through too many crazy situations, but I've heard like some of my friends discuss things, other artists discuss things and their struggles as an artist. And I think there was just a point in my career where I felt like I didn't want to listen to everybody around me. There were so many people giving their feedback or I just, I needed a moment to like understand who Ashley was and what Ashley wanted in that moment. So I took like this long as hiatus. Can I curse on you? Oh, you can be you hey you can, say whatever the fuck, you can tell you whatever the fuck you want to say, man. This 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 is the podcast. I'll give a shit. You know what I'm saying? Be one thousand with it, Ash. So we, <laughs> okay, look, I look, I took this long hiatus and I'm like, and I can't I don't want to perform right. I'm like, 
I don't have nothing to push. I'm performing old music and I'm just like, I'm listening to my mentors, my vocal trainer, my manager. I'm just like, wait. And so I had to like chill out for a minute to like focus. But then in between time, I'm like adulting, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm, now I'm like paying bills and I'm like, okay, you got to get a job. Oh wait, now you have to work full time. And so like, I felt like I was going right back into like what I left from back yeah. home. You, know, yeah. like you, have to, you have to learn the the work balance thing. And so long story short, I, you know, I, you know, you go do different things and people try you. And I started like being a bit more independent, moving around the city without it. And, you know, people want to try you. And it just, no, no, like, no, 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 let me tell you I, something. Let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. That's, that's reality because <laughs> yes, <laughs> you are beautiful and you are as, as a, I'm just being 1000. You're sexy. Like, like you, like that's one thousand. So, motherfuckers is gonna try you, especially in this business. All right, look, I tell people there's only four ways. There's only four ways you pay people in the music business. Four ways: money, barter, relationship, and you know the fourth one. You know the fourth <laughs> one. <laughs> that's only four ways. Yeah, we ain't doing that. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. the it's only it's the only four ways you, you pay people in this business because ain't nothing free. Mm -hmm. And not the free in this game. If somebody give you something for free, they're getting something else on the back end. And so so that's the yeah. now, that's if you're chasing the industry, like I said before, you don't need the industry. But if you're chasing mm -hmm. the industry, understand that that just comes with it. Like yeah. I keep it, that comes with it. Like if you want a motherfucker to get ain't nothing free out here. So <laughs> so if somebody giving you something, oh best believe they are gonna get it back somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I, like early on like we would meet people when i'd be out and perform and they like uh -huh. like you mentioned earlier you promise different things or what they can do and it's just like ed taught me early on like he's like i just don't get excited myself i let people show me and so that kind of like kind of soaked in over the years and now i'm just like okay yeah if it makes sense and then like we'll see if you hear from the person ever again you know kind of thing uh, that's, so real talk. that's real I talk i kind of don't people, get myself excited people for people to people talk people talk yeah in this business. Mm -hmm. And another thing too, like, okay, somebody like me, right? So I'm not the most famous guy in the world, but one thing about the rail, you've known me for a long time. I have integrity. I do what I want to do, right? Mm -hmm. I'm one of the good dudes in this game. And the truth of the matter is, actually, I, I actually wrote a book about my journey because there's not a lot of people in this in this space. I've had to create everything I've, I've created because there isn't any real opportunities people with special needs in this business i've done i've created everything i've done right so and i and i wrote that book specifically because there's people like me in terms of having special needs that want to be in the music industry but it's so hard to get in it's really really difficult to get mm -hmm. in and then they don't they like me i can't live place where it's snow low. that's why i don't live in Atlanta. that's why i live in orlando because i gotta be here be where 95 percent of 90 more more than 98 percent of the time Right, so I really don't want to be in cold weather like that. He gets cold here, but not like it does even yeah. in the air or other places like that. So, um, so a lot of things factor in. So for me, I kind of had to had to kind of create my opportunities. But I I told myself I want to be the guy that can help artists become global. And that's what kind of I've kind of planted mm -hmm. my niche at. It's like I want to help you become global because I believe if you can become global, opportunities change. Opportunities come to you. And you know, you may never be big, you may never win a grand. Who gives a flying fuck? Mm -hmm. Nobody nobody cares. Honestly, nobody cares. You know, <laughs> so at the end of the day, are you working, doing what you love to do? 
Yeah. You, know, you may not be big in America. You could be your audience could be in Asia somewhere, but they love the hell out of you. So mm-hmm. the other day, where's the win at? The wins that you do get to do what you love to do. So for me, I've made it a point to be able to help artists do that. And that's why you, I partner with certain people. I do certain things because that's going to be what's going to set me apart from just trying to be the, the, the typical, you know, signing to a record label, all that stuff like that. Because that's really shouldn't be the goal anyway now, nowadays. So, but yeah, people mm-hmm. going to tell you a lot of things. They're going to tell you a lot of things. They can do this for you. They can do that for you. I think it's important that you stuck with Ed the whole time because a lot of yeah. times people, a lot of times artists think it's their manager's job to do everything for them. And that's not true. You, you know, it's not all your it's not your manager's job to do everything for you. It's your career. At the end of the day, it's your I've career. Learned that too. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> your career. It ain't it ain't your manager's job to make your career happen. It ain't your manager's yeah. job to invest in your career. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you have when it comes to you have when you have a special relationship with your with your artist, it's a little different. You know what I'm saying? And there might be certain mm-hmm. things that because you have a relationship, you, you and Ed go way, way, way back. So it's not like somebody you just kind of like met through the industry, met through a networking event, whatever. You might have, I don't know how you guys met, but I'm sure it's like family. For me, management is like family. It's yeah. The way, it's the only way it works. Because and it has to and be. I'm glad fun. that you, yeah. you mentioned that. I, there was a point in time where, again, that that that, it, that weird period for me, and I had to sit down, and I'm like, he don't owe you anything. This is you moved to Atlanta. He's not responsible for you to to make money, and like you, you got to figure out. No, actually, this is your life. Like mm-hmm. you, you got to put in the work and do do your part, and let him mm-hmm. do his. And you can't blame nobody else if you're unhappy. Yeah, with what space you're in, and so that was a huge thing too, and like learning all of that and then like for sure finding my confidence back and then like being learning to be assertive when when I was approached by guys and just all of these different and, and, things and I started how, navigating and and my, through that I became like so I got how, more I got my confidence back and then I started my dance classes and then that's where all like the women empowerment stuff comes through it's like my experiences okay. and then putting in my music and then my dance classes are just for like the ladies and stuff so it's like got just you. a mix of what I've been through basically got you and how, have you had a lot of dating relationships along your journey have you how's that been for you has that played a role <laughs> it, it hasn't been a lot at all I actually, okay. I've actually always been a person like who I've always had like just a boyfriend and that was it and it'd be long term but I don't I never really dated often oh, like gotcha. even okay. I was back home with like one person and that's who I stick with and then like I'm like oh <laughs> not a next person like but no honestly it and I I've recently like the past couple of years kind of became open to like okay I'm gonna date multiple people at the same time because like, I've never <laughs> done this before yeah and but then I'm like dang social media people go she like what happened to the world it was just so different and i'm like right, right. i can't do this it just, <laughs> no. nah, it's interesting yeah nah, i mean that's definitely mm-hmm. man because look whoever you're with in this bit especially as an artist whoever you choose to align yourself with in the, mm-hmm. in the dating space matters it matters whoever you choose to align mm-hmm. yourself with because if you don't they will fuck everything up <laughs> They will fuck it all. They will fuck it up. No, seriously. Who you choose to date, who you choose to be with, who you choose to spend your time with in that type of space, if you choose the wrong person, they will fuck everything up. 
And as I tell Ooh. people all the time, like, because if they if they don't believe in you, if they don't support the vision, they can't be around. Okay, who it is? They cannot mm-hmm. be around because mm-hmm. they will fuck it up. Because because and you got to be careful because your inner circle matters. And then obviously, you know, pillow talk happens. Who is this dude? Who, who are you talking to? That type of deal. And mm-hmm. when they don't really know the business, they don't understand. Like, no, you got to be around certain people. If you don't, you got to be with. You got to be with a really, really secure person, you know. Yeah. To to to, to do that. No, you do because <laughs> if you're not, and I've seen this happen with my artists, where you know you're with somebody and they don't really just they don't give a fuck and they want to control certain situations and because the music is not their dream, it's your dream. So yeah. that's why you have to be careful who you align yourself with because if you make that mistake. It will cost you everything. So that's just something I would try to tell people. Be very mindful of that because it will definitely make a difference. I've seen it. Thank you. Yeah, you're right. Who who you align yourself with, you know, business-wise and personally in dating relationships. Because look, you still want to have a life. Like you still want to do those things. You know what I'm saying? But the person who you're with, you know, they don't necessarily have to be in the industry. They just have to be supportive of you and what you're doing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and your vision and your goals. You know what I'm saying? That's really, really important because I've seen that really, really mess up a lot of people um, mm-hmm. because they just choose the wrong person. Oh, I love him. Oh, this and this and that. Nah, bro. Got to go. <laughs> got to crazy, go. crazy, girl. crazy. Got to go. Got to go. So tell me about your new album, Coming Home. And I remember um, the Easy Breezy record. That was kind of the first kind of, um, I like that song. I like that song. Got a little bop to it. Got a little bit, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So tell me about tell me about Coming Home. Tell me about what, what kind of, what's the premise behind it, you know? And this is obviously, this was this your third full-length project? Third, third, this or is solo? my third. My third solo project, um, new home. So it, uh, it's been some years. Obviously, it's a. I, I'll say it's kind of like a snapshot each song of like different stuff that I've experienced experienced within like the last decade. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Um, and we kind of we I had way more songs, but we were just like let's start it off um with a certain amount. And so basically, I wanted to like format it into like kind of put a story together so I kind of walk you through like keep dreaming it's like oh I get here to Atlanta I ain't got no time for y'all I'm performing I'm focused then you go through breakups and then you the dark period I was telling you about finding yourself and then gradually finding your confidence working your way back not taking from people and then like being like the journey so that's kind of it's it's a short it's a about a thirty minute listen um but I think we picked some good songs and honestly for me I I wanted a performance album okay I've I've learned like what people want from me and what they want to see on stage and for me it was important to like have a project that like would be exciting to see live and that, that was how I, I I love it I absolutely love that. Like I said, I mean, you when you go when you go on that stage, Ash, like it's special. Like you know, it's a special, okay. special experience when you know uh, when I see you on that stage for sure, for Thank sure, you. for sure, for sure. Um, speaking of that, you know, Candy Burr says 
You know, so you got some pretty high praise from Candy, huh? Miss 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 Candy, but you know, shout out to Candy Burst, man. She's obviously when she said you was pretty, you was pretty dope. It was a contest I did, um, but through Bossip. Okay. Yeah, and then they were looking for like the next like R and B singer or whatever. So it was like we got down to like the last three artists, and I was mm. one of them. And I brought my dancers and <laughs> I performed, and so that was some of the feedback she gave. She was one of the judges. I did not win that. Okay. Um, okay. But that was cool to like. Oh, she she you know she appreciated the performance and like I came off of, like a seasoned performer to her. So that was always cool. That's cool. I think anybody that watches you will know that. And that's why, you know, we were talking about before we started recording, you know, why I want to extend to my platform so you can, I feel like you're somebody I want to be like, yeah, I'm associated with her. Like I support her. Because any artist that I bring on those platforms, like I that that's me showing I support them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, you and I guys, of course, obviously have a long relationship, you know, um, and we, you know, we've been friends for a long time. And to, to I want this, I want to help you extend even more with opportunities. You know, I'm asking my platform what you do with those opportunities up to you. But you know, mm-hmm. I think that you deserve the opportunity to be seen and heard by people who just don't know you exist. And it's a big world. It's eight million people on the eight billion people on the planet. You know, and, and not every artist is going to be going to have the machine of a major company to be seen. And sometimes it's just about you making investments in yourself. So, OK, I'm going to invest in myself because this is an option for somebody to see what I can do. And if your your business is right, your presentation is right. Good things is going to happen. Something got to shake. If you do what you're supposed to do, something eventually will shake. That's yeah. just that's just how life works. If you put if you do if you do what you're supposed to do and you walk in, your, I always believe this when you walk into your purpose. Things always work out. Doesn't mean you're not gonna have. Doesn't mean you're not gonna have bad days and tough days. It just means it's always gonna work out, or some kind of way. Yeah. You know what I I'm saying. That. So, um, but yeah. So um, that was awesome, man. So thank you so much for for being here. And where, where can people before we get out of here? Where can people um, connect with you? Where can they find you? All the type of deal. How can they support you? Thank you for having me. All of my social media is one word, Ashley Music. My website is ashleyyyy.com. Right? <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Love it. <laughs> awesome, awesome, man. I mean, and uh, you're absolutely amazing. And I'm so glad to have done this today and, you know, use my platform however I can to share your story hopefully somebody learned something and that's what this is all about man encouraging inspiring people that's what i'm all about and i thought you'd be perfect to come and share and talk for a few, talk for some time and, and let people know about what you have going on so thank you so much for being here so well, thank you for sure for sure guys and this has been another episode of the encourage power podcast number 81 so number 81 until next time, this is your host, Rob Pierre. I'm out of here. Peace.